You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-fund to give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plans starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You're going to save so much. You'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through April 14th, 2024 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended silver unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy... Hulu is here for you. What are you waiting for? Let's go. Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously. Every. I'm your person. Every. Now we dance it out. Every. McDreamy. Every. McSteamy. Every Grey's ever. Now streaming on Hulu. And the new season streaming March 15th. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. I learned to play poker <laughs> sitting at the bar at Stand Up New York Comedy Store. There was a bartender, and I I hate that I can't remember his name because he t- he would uh you know play cards with me while he was dishing drinks or whatever. And he this is a a mantra that I try to live by. And he all he he would always tell me he was he was like Kari, whatever you do, play with your balls. You win big, you lose big, just play with your balls. <laughs> Hi, my name is Kari Payton, and uh, I have known Brian Baumgartner for decades. That's my claim to fame. Here you go. (laughs) Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Off the Beat on this Tuesday edition. I am your host, Brian Baumgartner. Now, I go way back with today's guest. In fact, 
I go all the way back to my college days at good old SMU. Are you sensing a trend? I'm going to have everybody who ever went to SMU on the podcast at some point, I guess. I was lucky enough to go to school with Kari Payton, who, let me say, he has been a talent since day one. I have always admired Kari's work, but since college, oh man, he has done a lot. Playing Cyborg for the last 20 years, roughly 20 years on Teen Titans and many other animated DC series, Kari has inspired countless fans, and he has changed the voice acting game for good. But now he is perhaps best known for his on-camera role as the charismatic King Ezekiel on The Walking Dead. That's right, the original, the iconic Walking Dead. I'm so excited to share our conversation as we get into the nitty-gritty of the business, people, including Kari's jump from voice to on-camera work and what it was like to join a show as huge as The Walking Dead. This is a good one, you guys. You have my word on that. So here he is, my good friend, Kari Payton. Bubble and squeak, I love it. Bubble and squeak, I know. Bubble and squeak, I cook it every morning. Left over from the night before. Hey, what's going on, man? (laughs) How are you, my friend? It has been a very, very long time, dude. It has been a... I don't don't know when I... When was the last time I I actually saw you? Were you you walking through the neighborhood? Because you you, you used to live in my... Yes. In the same neighborhood as my brother. That's right. And uh, and I would see you taking walks when when I'd... uh, when I was just uh, hanging out with, uh, I think the first time I just screamed at you, you're like, what the <laughs> from the wind, from the window as I walked by. Yeah. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, listen, I moved away and you're a very busy man. I mean, you basically yeah. have been, have been living in our old home state for the last yeah. several years. Yeah. Two years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely. I, I used to, fly back and forth a lot yes. and then the pandemic hit and I, I just got stuck but yeah yeah yes. it's been it's, it's been a crazy yeah last couple of years man but it's good but I literally just got back to Los Angeles and getting you know settled and everything the the pandemic has done so many things but I used to do random studio like home studio recordings as you right. do you know but I would just do them in you know walk in closet and uh and uh and then over the course of the pandemic it was like well now 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 you you just slowly build uh build an actual studio in your house yeah and so uh so i'm doing this for a, i feel like the third time in two years you know so so yeah yeah it's been it's uh it's been crazy but i'm i finally got this space put together this used to be a bathroom the fact you are such a professional voiceover actor that you're willing to give up a toilet to have to have a studio it's true now it helps that i've got i've got a few toilets uh you know in the house i got a few more that it was funny because i I really had to pee one day 
and I and I ran it ran in here and, and uh, before this this was finished and I ran in here and I used the bathroom and I was like, you realize you're giving this up. <laughs> you realize you're giving up the uh you know because it's right next to the garage you know it's like right it's, uh, it's uh and i was like you're, you're, you're giving up the convenience of, of dancing at the door and being able to pop right in but uh somehow i will make it work you'll make it work all right let's let's go back uh, for those of you kari and i we've known each other a long too long to mention if a i start doing time. the math i'm going to start getting really uncomfortable um, we'll, t- we'll talk about that in a minute. You grew up in, in, in Georgia, in my home state as well, mm-hmm. there in, uh, in Augusta. No, Georgia. no, I was born in Augusta, but oh, you were born I, in and Augusta. I, and then we bounced around a, a little bit, but by the third grade, I had moved to Athens, Georgia, and that's where I stayed until I graduated from high school. So it was Athens, right. Georgia, home of the Bulldogs. I, uh, we have, we have that in common. I didn't live there, but was there most weekends as a child as well. Uh, <laughs> right. Ro- yeah. Ro- rooting on it's the, a, it's an awesome town on the weekends, man. The red, could, the red and black. Yes. Know, yeah. Yeah. You could, you could get fed just walking, walking near the, the stadium, you know, uh, you know, everybody's tailgating and, and, uh, yeah, yeah. Throwing you, you hungry. You want to eat? Yeah. When did you realize that that you had a passion at least for acting man it was it was really early it okay. was really early on i um i remember going to see the the first thing i remembered that that uh, honestly made me want to become an actor i think it was the first grade there might be it might have been something else that that I that that I don't remember but the first but in the first grade we went to see a community theater production of Cyrano de Bergerac in in Anniston, Alabama. My okay. dad was uh was at Fort McClellan, Alabama. He was a captain in the army and uh we were stationed there for a while and we went to see Cyrano and I just remember watching this dude and just thinking this is the coolest guy I've ever seen in my life. He's the coolest guy I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, you know what? And and uh, he reminded me of the fox from Robin Hood. You okay. know the uh, the Disney sure uh, sure sure movie, which yeah. was my favorite growing up. Probably still is my 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 favorite. And uh, you know he's he's literally you know sword fighting. He's he's the wittiest. He's the sharpest. He's you know he's he's got everything. And. Uh, I think it was lost on me that that he was kind of so down on himself when I first watched Cyrano, you know. Right. All I could see is that he was the most amazing thing I'd ever seen and I was like, I want to do that. And um I don't know, at some point I went home and found a bunch of rocks and washed them and started uh uh painting them and then I started going door to door to my neighbors trying to sell rocks. And one of my neighbors called my mom and said your boys out here selling rocks, trying to sell rocks to us. And and my mom said, you know, and we come home and uh, it said, why are you selling rocks? And I was like, I need capital to start my theater company. <laughs> and she was like, what? And, and uh, I don't know where I came up with this, but this is what my mom told. I remember, I remember trying to sell the rocks. Okay. Um, but uh, I, I was uh, I was going to start a theater company and perform in in the in the backyard of our house, you know, and there was just like nothing but like Georgia woods out right. in the out back of the house. 
but uh but that was that was it for me i remember watching uh Cyrano de Bergerac and being like that's what i want to do and then there was a a tv show called emergency that okay. was about paramedics and uh and it was a, around the same time and uh and i remember thinking i want to be a paramedic and then i saw Cyrano and i was like no i don't want to be a paramedic i want to be on a tv show about paramedics okay (laughs) yeah yeah so it was all around the first grade that uh that it that that it first came together that that this was something that i wanted to do i wanted to be cyrano that's that's yeah by the way have you played cyrano no 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 okay well there's still time there's still time there's still time so exactly so so you decide that you sell rocks and you're trying to make capital but what what are you doing then uh, doing school plays is that yeah how you well, started i um i told yeah yeah i well i told my mom like the sears catalogs would come in the in the in the mail and i was like and i, I would show her the models in the cat and be like mom i can do that they're just standing there with clothes i can do that you know <laughs> call up sears you know and and i started telling my mom to to call people and do something you know and and so i uh, when we finally got settled in athens I started doing, yeah, community theater. I remember uh, I played a, a frog, you know, in like a tiny little theater show. And I think I played um, Christmas Past in like a, a children's theater production of okay. of uh, Christmas of, Carol. Uh, Christmas Carol. And yeah, little stuff like that. But it, it, it was just kind of here and there, you know. And then what 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 happened is I... I saw this uh, this contest for Showtime, the Showtime Kid Talent Quest. Yeah, they had like a children's hour, and they wanted you know kids to introduce the the movies. And uh, I didn't really sing or dance or anything, but I love Saturday Night Live. I watched Saturday. I stayed up, you know, every night to watch Saturday Night Live. And so I I tried to do these little skits on this huge video camera, you know, that it was it was immense, sure. and yeah. uh, I didn't know how to edit. So I would just press record and then my mom would press pause and I would change my clothes into the other character and then, <laughs> and then unpause, re, right. you know, redo it or whatever. It was, it was the most convoluted thing, but I, I made this, this crazy video and sent it in. And, uh, and honestly, I think they were like, you know, they had all of these people who were singing and dancing and doing stuff. And then it was this, you know, probably this one kid who was doing weird com- comedy skits <laughs> pretending to be rod serling it was just so yeah yeah so probably weird but some i, I won that contest and they you flew won- me to new york yeah when i was i don't know 12 and my uh, research says 14 the first annual kid oh, talent quest okay but they flew you to new york this is the first time you I were must in new have, york? yeah maybe i was 13 when i when i okay. recorded it yeah First time in well yeah yeah first time in New okay. York the whole family went we I recorded it over all of it over a few days and uh, oh that was a thing so so uh so yeah I had started getting into this idea of um of uh I loved Eddie Murphy he was my favorite growing up because of Mr Rogers Neighborhood and and Gumby and all, all of that from Saturday yeah. Night Live and and I would sneak and listen to his you know raunchy comedy yes. uh, shows just loved him wanted to be Eddie Murphy and so um I went to this camp it was like a it was like a two week maybe three week uh, uh camp up in the mountains of South Carolina uh Cullowee, Cullowee North Carolina okay. 
they had a talent contest. And the, and um, one of the guys that I befriended who'd been there a few times, he had done a stand-up comedy routine. And I was joking with everybody at the lunch table. And he said, hey, can I use that in my comedy routine? And I said, no, I'm going to use it in my comedy routine. <laughs> and so that, that was the first time I got on stage to, to do stand-up comedy. And uh, I ended up winning the talent contest at the at the camp. And then, so at the second annual Showtime Kid Talent Quest, they had, had the other winners come up and do their talent. And I had just made a stupid video. So I didn't have any talent to, you know, so, so I started doing stand-up comedy, like in these malls, you know, you know, at like, yeah, 13 or 14, I was, I was only 14 by then. And then I started um, going to comedy clubs and trying to get into comedy clubs. And they were, they were like, you can't come in here, kid. You, you're, you're like a baby. But my mom was very persistent and she found my, my, uh, who would become my, my Jewish grandmother, Edith Sims. She was uh she was a comedy booker who who worked in Atlanta and New York for some reason. Okay. Yeah, and and I went up and bombed the first time and I came back and she said I can't put you back on. And then I I did I did some impressions of oh my god, I did an impression of Bill Cosby and I did an impression of Pat Robertson from the 700 okay. club. You yeah. know, so imagine like a black kid, 14-year-old black kid doing Pat doing uh Pat Robertson. And Yes, exactly. You know, barely open your eyes when you talk. And and uh and so she was like, Okay, okay, you can do Pat Robertson for everybody. <laughs> and and that night I, I I killed and she was like I was like her new best friend. I would go up to to New York for I don't know, a, a couple of weeks for a couple of summers and do stand up comedy at these at these different places in New York City at, at stand up New York comedy store at the Village Gate in uh in the, in the village a couple of divey places i kind of uh you know was just cultivating that performing thing and then and then comedians started to depress the hell out of me the comedians are are, are an amazing group because they are wonderfully talented i mean I would sit there for weeks and so, and, and there'd be a new crop of comedians that would come through every week. And I would sit at the bar and listen to them all and just think, oh my God, they're all so funny. They're all so great. You know, I, I want to, you know, learn to be, be like these guys. And they would come to the bar and talk to me. And some of them were, were positive. 10% of them were positive <laughs> and, and, and 90% we're just mad that they hadn't been discovered yet. And I'm sitting at the bar, you know, having a Sprite and they, they are drinking hard and being, being like, kid, are you going to take me with you when you get to be a big shot? And I was like, sure. And they were like, no, you won't. No, you won't. That's what Chris Rock said. No, you won't. You know, it was just, I was like, I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to find something better to do with wow. my time. So I went back home and started doing theater more. And, uh, I, uh, auditioned for an art school. And that's where my theater bent really started. I went to Northside High School, School of the Arts for a, a semester because it was um, it was in Atlanta and, I, and I, my folks lived in Athens, but I did it for a semester. And that's where I met our um, mutual professors, yes. Dale uh, Moffitt. Charlie Helfert and, uh, Charlie and Helfert. Dale Moffitt. Right. Yeah, yeah. I auditioned for them when I was in a, a junior in high school. And then when, uh, when it came back around for me to find a place to go to, go to college, uh, you know, I auditioned for them again, 
but uh, but that's where that relationship started, and um, and uh, I really, you know, developed that love of theater. That is so crazy, though. The idea as a fourteen-year-old, you're like in the middle of like hardcore stand-up culture. I mean, even just you saying sitting at the oh, bar. Yeah. Watching these guys and imagining that, yep. I mean, your experience there. I learned to play poker <laughs> sitting at the bar at Stand Up New York Comedy Store. There was a bartender, and I, I hate that I can't remember his name because he, t- he would, uh, you know, play cards with me while he was dishing drinks or whatever. And he, this is a, a mantra that I try to live by. And he, al- he, he would always tell me, he was, he was like, Kari, whatever you do, play with your balls. You win big, you lose big, just play with your balls. I, I never forget that. And it was like, it's like, uh, you know, if you're going to do oh, something, man, my gosh. go for it. Play with your balls. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a you fund and give yourself a straight talk wireless extended silver unlimited plan and a brand new Samsung A14 on them. Straight Talk Unlimited plans start at $25 a line per month for four lines. You're going to save so much, you're going to be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Who wouldn't like a few extra bucks in their pocket? I certainly would. Money for a golf round, perhaps? Tickets to a concert or a game? Straight Talk is a great everyday value on wireless. Plus, it all runs on the most reliable 5G network in America. So treat yourself to Straight Talk today. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through April 14th, 2024 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended silver unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Straight Talk utilizes the network with the most first place rankings and root metrics. 1H 2023 5G reliability assessments of 125 metros. Results may vary. Not in endorsement witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 join us march 20th live from the edge at hudson yards in new york city featuring an unforgettable performance by grammy and academy award-winning singer songwriter and composer john batiste The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. 
With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Not only did Zinn create the first ever nicotine pouch, we're still America's number one choice for smoke-free, spit-free nicotine satisfaction. It could be because Zinn is made with only six simple ingredients, including naturally derived nicotine salt. Or maybe it's because Zinn is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day trial. For anyone worried Zinn won't cut it like traditional tobacco, just ask one of the millions of people who have achieved lasting change. You have lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zin. Find your Zin online or in a store near you at zin.com slash find. That's zyn.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. So you do theater, and yes, the two people Kari just mentioned, Charlie Helfert and Dale Moffat, were, mm-hmm. well, they were the the papas and the grandpas and the moms and everything at SMU. The elder statesman. The yes. elder statesman. You auditioned to get into SMU, and spoiler alert, Kari and I ended up at college together. Now, Kari is significantly older one year. <laughs> yes, um, exactly. But I mean, here's the thing. SMU is it is a conservatory training theater program. It was a conservatory training theater program. It still is. Yeah. So when you make the decision that you're going to audition and ultimately go to SMU, now things can be derailed just like with any college uh student, but you really are making a commitment sure. at that point. You knew that this was what you wanted to do. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Well, here was the thing. I I told myself um, the last couple of years of high school, you know, because I had won this contest and I had done, you know, I was doing stand up and, uh, you know, and I, right. I was doing these different things. And 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 so I was sort of a big deal, you know, in my high school, I guess, for having, you know, kind of stepped outside of our community and uh, having done and, something, and yeah. doing a yeah, haven't done something. But uh but I knew in, in my head I I didn't want I mean American Idol wasn't a thing yet, but I didn't want to be one of those people that because everybody in their little small hometown told them that they that they were the most talented thing that they were deluding themselves and and uh we're going to, you know, go off with big dreams and then you know, Simon Cowell tells them, you know, that they that they have no idea what what pitch is and never will. And so and so I told myself, I was like, Kari, you need more than just belief in yourself. You need corroboration that you're actually good at this. And I was like, I was like, you know what? I'm going to audition for the best 
schools in the country for theater. And if I get into those schools, then that then that means something because and it doesn't mean everything, but it means something because when you're auditioning for a school, they're they're going to take a certain amount of kids. When you're auditioning for a role, they're taking one. So 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 you know, it's like it's like it's like this is just preliminary. This doesn't mean <laughs> right. that you that you got it, but it means you got a chance. And all I needed was a chance. And so I auditioned for let's see uh, I I didn't audition for like the North Carolina School of the Arts cuz my dad was a doctor and I had to go to like an actual university university. Okay. Carnegie Mellon I auditioned for and then SMU and Florida State. I think that was that was it. And then I and then I uh, was like, you know what, if I don't get into any of those, then I'll know that that means, you know what, you can have fun out here doing this, but but let's not get crazy. And I, and my fallback was, you know what, I could always teach history because my favorite teachers of history, like performed history. You know, it was like, you know, I, I remember one of my favorite teachers in high school was Mr. Cavalier, David Cavalier. And uh, I mean, I don't know how many times he was, you know, standing on somebody's desk, literally captain my captain. You know what I mean? Just like, you know, you know, preaching to the uh, to the class. And and I was like, you know, maybe that's as big as my my audience is supposed to get, you know. But if I get into these places, then maybe I got a shot to do more. And I got in everywhere that I auditioned. But the cheapest place to go was Florida State because of state school. (laughs) And, um, right. and so I sent my dorm deposit to Florida state and then, uh, Charlie Helfert called from SMU and said, Hey, you know, are you coming down from Mustang days to check out the uh, school? And, um, SMU, even in those days was not inexpensive to, no. to go to SMU. And I, I had just, I didn't even think about going to SMU. I was like, no, my, my folks aren't aren't paying, you know, I mean, my dad's a doctor, but he's a pediatrician. You know what I mean? He's right. taking like, you know, he's taking $10 copays, you know, it's, it, we're, we're doing all right. We're not living high on the hog. And so I was, I was like, I got to pay for this myself. But, but little did I know that, um, SMU had quite the endowment and, uh, and I swear it was like, I felt like I was getting recruited for a football team, like a college football team. Like I, I got flown in, they showed me, you know, the facility, you know, I mean, it was like, I was like, whoa, this is amazing. And then, uh, and then I got there and all the students were like, uh, they, they, they were like, man, hold out, hold out for a full scholarship. They've got the money. You hold out, dude. It's, uh, you know, and, and they're all telling me to hold out. And I go running back to my mom, who's having a meeting with Charlie. And she was like, well, I, if you, if you want to, um, want to go here, I was like, yeah, I want to go here. She was like, well, it's all set up. And I was like, did you hold out? She was like, well, they gave me like an 80% thing. And I was like, oh, mom, we could have gotten the full. We could have gotten the full. And she, she felt so guilty for so long. Cause she was like, because of course every year, because if you get a full scholarship, if the, if tuition goes up, they still pay the full thing. If you get an eighty percent right. scholarship, dollar amount. That's right. <laughs> and then no, no. If that goes up, it don't go up eighty percent. You just got to start. So, yeah. uh, so eventually, I did pay off my uh, my student loans and everything. But yeah, yeah, that was that was my that's uh, very. That's very interesting. I've never heard that story from you before, and and I don't know if I've publicly told this either. But like you, my dad was a doctor. 
right? So you hear right. doctor, but my dad was a doctor at, at Emory University. Yeah. He, so he was, you know, a teacher and, you know, had made that decision for his family and because of certain situations had to pay a lot of money for me to go to high school there in Atlanta right. and basically said, because he's on staff at Emory, I have a free ride at Emory. Emory University, an amazing school. My sister Incredible went. Incredible school. Yeah. A room, my board, like I, it was like everything. <laughs> and so when it came time, he was like, I really think you should go check out Emory's theater department again. And we went to a show <laughs> and I'm like, dad, this is not, this is not. And he said, okay, well, you know, here, the offer here is free. So I traveled to SME, had a very similar experience, which was just like, guys, I'm sold. And, and just so you know, it would be like, you know, he mentioned football and I've used that analogy all the time. People don't understand, like you're doing plays, you're doing like, you're, you're kind of like a football player or a basketball yeah. player. Like you're, you're constantly working within the theater for this conservatory yeah. training program. I almost never saw a football game at SMU because we were always in rehearsal. We were yeah. always in rehearsal. Yeah, you know, well, it was now, like, I did do I did do that. But uh -huh. I but yes, I hear a point. No, but your point is right. And and it, it's hard for people to to kind of comprehend like, wait, what? Theater? Like you're sure. But no, they they are they have an incredible endowment and they are incredibly supportive of not just theater, but all of the arts. The Meadow School of the Arts there at SMU is a fantastic place. So I've done some of, I've done some amazing theater shows still some of the most incredible, like, like, uh, like pyrotechnic, you know, stuff that, that I, that I've ever seen done on a stage was at my college. They have yeah. it. They, there's like a, an oil spring, like flowing, like, like right up through the Greer Garson, you know, thrust stage <laughs> at, at SMU, just spewing out money to be spent on these uh, theater productions. It is incredible the uh, the amount of money that that they uh, that they put towards this program. And uh, yeah, it, it I imagine it is hard to believe. I went back a couple of years ago for for actually um, a, a film festival and uh, and went back to SMU and saw a show and. And and was just shocked again that I was like, wow, they're doing they're doing five performances of this, and then right. it's going away. And and I was just amazed at the at the production value that they that they put on at that school. If you get a yeah. chance to go to SMU for theater, you really should go. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the that's the sum total of it. I it's like Oregon, like because of all the Nike money. Like if you're an athlete and you go to Oregon, you see the, you know, the workout facilities in the locker room and everything that they have at their disposal mm -hmm. there because of the, it's kind of like that. I mean, I went to USC, yeah. Florida state, you know, a bunch of, you know, both public and private schools and then showed up coming from USC in Los Angeles to, through Dallas. And you step onto SMU's campus and you see they're like four fully, functional stages of different varieties. And you're like, well, this is kind of a no brainer if they'll take me. Right? <laughs> like yeah. That. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Um, I, you've mentioned this before your dad, who I've met a number of times, uh, just amazing, amazing guy. Um, 
he was not originally a, a big fan of your acting career yeah, until no, he saw no. you in a production of Hamlet in your twenties. Yeah. Is this right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I um, my like I said, my dad's a doctor, and you know, very practical, very practical sort of fellow. My 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 mom was always the one who was kind of pushing me towards my arts thing. My mom was a uh, had a biology degree and uh, ended up having a, an arts degree. She was going to be a, a biology uh, uh, illustrator and um, mm. ended up uh, getting her master's. And it's uh, it's an amazing story. I have to tell you that story as as well about about my mom. She years ago, uh, like when <laughs> as I was being born, um, was about to graduate from Mercer University in Macon. Georgia. And, uh, she had her biology degree, but she was pregnant with, with me. My dad, uh, was already in medical school at, at, uh, in Augusta. And so they, they were living apart from, from each other. And she was going to give birth birth right around the time of graduation. And my mom (laughs) was what you would call, uh, I guess a troublemaker. She was, uh, she, she was a bit of an activist, you know, imagine growing up, you know, as a teenager in the sixties, and uh, her paintings reflected that uh, th- those sorts of things. And the president of the art department, the dean of the art department, uh, uh, called a lot of her paintings too controversial to be shown in gallery. Mm-hmm. And in order to graduate, she had to be a part of uh, the gallery showing. And he wouldn't let her become a part of the gallery showing. And in so doing, uh, she was not allowed to graduate with her arts major although she did graduate with her biology major. But uh, a cool story is um, at the age of uh, uh, 72, she finally walked uh, and got, got her degree. Um, she, she was, as she does, you know, as talkative patents, she was sitting at a bench uh, at the Atlanta airport waiting to get driven back home and was sitting with a, pro- a woman who happened to be a professor at Mercer University. And she was like, she was like, you know, I never got my arts degree. They, they uh, wouldn't give it to me. And that started a conversation, and and so uh, that was a a big wrong that was finally righted. Wow! And uh, and just a few months before my my uh, my dad died, but but my mom has always been a fighter, and and uh, and always been a proponent of the arts, and and my dad was always, uh, you know, supportive of the arts, but he also was like, you know what, it's also a good idea to get a a chemistry uh, minor, maybe, <laughs> right. so you can work in a lab, Kari. And uh, I would, uh, I would tell him. I said, Dad, you know, people like me getting a minor in chemistry and working in a lab—that's the way scandals happen. That's the way the wrong person goes to jail for a crime they didn't commit. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I, I am not, I, I'm not the one to do that. And so he, he was as supportive as he could be. Uh, and and by saying that, I mean he just didn't say anything, you know. Right. Like, <laughs> like yes. for a long time, I I would just not hear anything from him, uh, as far as you know, you know, my major uh, uh, of choice uh, was concerned. And uh, I remember I took business calculus at SMU just so that my dad would feel like I was taking a class that sounded like actual college, <laughs> because because you 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 know the uh, the the classes that we took. And, you know, the, our first major, like, 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 like it's, it's, it's the tent pole class that you take as a freshman at, at SMU. 
you know, with, with Dale Moffitt is called experiencing experiencing. So I'm going to tell my dad who was a chemistry major who, who like literally like made like, like uh patents for, you know, uh, you know, before, like while he was still in school, before he ended up be- becoming a doctor, you know, he was like, what are you taking your class? You're taking experiencing movement for theater. You know what I mean? The, these yes. are the things that I have to tell him. So I took business calculus just so that he would, it would feel like I was actually taking a college course. And, um, <laughs> I'm actually, I was actually uh, pretty good at business calculus. Okay. Somehow I got a B plus in there. I don't understand how <laughs> I'm, I'm some sort of savant, but, um, but yeah, yeah, no, my dad was less than encouraging at first. And then I did, uh, I did a production of Hamlet actually not at SMU, but, but with a bunch of um, friends and graduates of, uh, of SMU, uh, I played uh, Horatio. You know, I mean, I'm I'm the guy who gets down on his knees and and talks to a ghost, you know, and and I, I remember in that in that moment, you know, with like tears in my eyes and pleading to this non-existent ghost in a dark room and my folks, you know, who, you know, rarely made it all the way from Georgia to 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 Texas came to see that that production in this, you know, it was a little black box theater production, you know, not not a not mm-hmm. not a, not all of the bells and whistles that we were talking about before. And uh, I just remember my mom um, coming back uh, afterwards, and she was so excited. You know, she was like, Kari, your dad, after he saw you in that show, and, uh, and, and she would never tell me, and she, she literally, should, and, and I never told you this before, but whenever somebody was asking, you know, what's Kari doing? He was like, oh, I don't know. He's waiting tables or something and doing some <laughs> theater thing. And uh and uh, my mom was so good. She never told me. I never knew that my dad would, you know, disparage me in any way, you know, right. <laughs> as far as me not being that chemistry major. But uh, right. but he was just, you know, didn't understand what I was doing. And then and then uh, but she said ever since he saw that that uh, production of Hamlet, he would go on and on and on about me being an actor and how how I was a great actor. And he was he was so excited to see see uh see what I'm gonna do next and and uh at at that point you know it it's funny because that kind of stuff kind of rolls off my back a little bit but uh like as far as you know my dad being you know uh you know not the most vocal supporter you know because that's just my dad right. and I I, ex- I expect that but knowing that he started changing the way that that he spoke to people about me. That was, that was kind of all the validation I needed, you know, right. like, uh, like from then on, it was like, it's time to go to LA. It's time to, to kick this thing into gear. And I never had a lack of confidence. Right. You know, I mean, I was pretty cocky already, but that, that, <laughs> that, that, that one, that's all I needed. That's awesome. I knew that that's I awesome. was, yeah. I told myself when I'm, when I, when I drove to LA, I put in uh, this um, uh, CD uh, of uh, John Lennon, uh, Wheels Go Round and Round. Do you know that song? You know? Yeah. Starts off, people say I'm crazy doing what I'm doing. You know, and they, they were always, uh, everybody was always like, oh, it's a horrible time to go to L.A. This, it's not a good time to go to L.A. And, uh, and I would tell them, and I would just say, you know, it's a horrible time for 97% of the people who moved to L.A., you know? But for 3%, it's the right time to go to L.A. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to bet on being that three percent and uh yeah and that john lennon and my dad man 
it was the three of us driving to LA, baby. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and a brand new Samsung A14 on them. Straight Talk Unlimited plans start at $25 a line per month for four lines. You're going to save so much, you're going to be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Who wouldn't like a few extra bucks in their pocket? I certainly would. Money for a golf round, perhaps? Tickets to a concert or a game? Straight Talk is a great everyday value on wireless. Plus, it all runs on the most reliable 5G network in America. So treat yourself to Straight Talk today. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through April 14th, 2024 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Straight Talk utilizes the network with the most first place rankings and root metrics. 1H 2023 5G reliability assessments of 125 metros. Results may vary. Not an endorsement witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 join us march 20th live from the edge at hudson yards in new york city featuring an unforgettable performance by grammy and academy award-winning singer songwriter and composer john batiste the all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Not only did Zen create the first ever nicotine pouch, we're still America's number one choice for smoke-free, spit-free nicotine satisfaction. It could be because Zen is made with only six simple ingredients, including naturally derived nicotine salt. Or maybe it's because Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day trial. 
For anyone worried Zinn won't cut it like traditional tobacco, just ask one of the millions of people who have achieved lasting change. You have lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zinn. Find your Zinn online or in a store near you at zinn.com slash find. That's zyn.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. You moved to L.A., as you said. Yeah. Here's the thing people, I think, don't realize. Being an actor in Los Angeles, being an actor, period, in film and television, is very difficult. There is yeah. one thing that is decidedly more difficult. And very quickly, after moving to Los Angeles, you become a, a voice actor. And now, let me say this to people. It, it's hard for people to understand because when you're on a television show, you are seen and there's things like exclusivity. You can only do one show at a time. People will get tired of seeing your face. And so they have to, they, whoever the they is, one must focus on a, a, in general an individual project at once. The thing about voice acting is that it's the most difficult thing to get into because casting directors, directors, voice directors, studios um, fall in love with people who are reliable and good. And every show they do, they just hire the same people. So it's incredibly difficult to break in, yet you break in very quickly. How, how was that experience? for you and how did you feel like it compared to the theater work that that you had been mostly focused on before it i uh, it kind of harkened back to the, the the theater stuff because the thing is is that coming to la you you have you know it it, it has so much to do with what you look like you know right even uh you know on the uh in the breakdown that that you get you know it's like man female you know uh caucasian african american blah 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 there there are all of these uh stipulations about how you look that go into which role that you're going that you're going to take and even for me getting here you know i'm 5'10 uh, 170 pounds i'm i'm not a big you know brawny black dude and there are so many parts where when you're building the team like that tank dude, like that B.A. Baracus, Mr. T, right. you know, that right. the, the, the big intimidating black guy who's on the team on the team is, uh, you know, that's just not me, you know. And right. um, there are a lot of a um, lot of things that that even being, you know, young African-American, but still I'm not the right type. You know, I'm 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 a whole lot more, uh, you know, Disney kid than than kind of your your hard, intimidated sort of dude. And so I, uh, so uh, so I, uh, I couldn't, um, you know, break into you know those things. There were still plenty of things for me to to audition for, but but sure. with voiceover, you know, it was like the shackles are taken off, and you can be anything, not just like a big brawny dude, but I can be monsters, I can be mice, I can be anything, and that reminded me of theater. Right. You could be anything that the imagination desired. I I played uh, the creature. In Frankenstein once. And I, I played him, even though I was, you know, I was little, 
I uh, I just um I just imagine myself as uh, as armed armed to the teeth, like like uh, like like I always had you know some kind of power to be able to just snap someone's neck. Like I had a sometimes I would just think of myself as sitting there with a big gun in my hand, and that's what was imitating uh, or that imitating intimidating to the people around me. And so I walked with this swagger and this invulnerability. And it had everything to do with my own imagination. And I could do anything on stage. And uh, and the people would go along with it, you know, because, uh, you know, if you gave them uh, the reason, then they would go along with it. And in in uh, in voiceover, you know, you're only limited by your your vocal maneuverability. So uh, that's what that's what I, I think, you know, really helped is that my my theater experience and training, you know, gave me. You know, this, uh, I mean, the first time I, I auditioned, it was so freeing. I, I slapped the microphone and, and slapped it because I, I was, I was just so, I felt so alive, you know, that I, that you could kind of do and be anything. But, but, uh, the funny thing is about, uh, it's another SMU connection that got me that, that first audition and that first job, which was Cyborg from Teen Titans. I uh, had known longer than you for a year longer than, than <laughs> I've known you. I had uh, known one of my, uh, one of my best friends, David Slack yep. was a, was a, a theater major at SMU as well. And he moved to LA before I did and started assisting and writing on cartoons. He, uh, he like Jackie Chan adventures and, and uh, men in black. And he, he was always telling me, you know what, Kari, you should get into voiceover. I didn't know how to get into voiceover. You know, <laughs> everybody says you should get into it. How do you get in? I asked my, my, my agents and they were like, oh, you don't even want to try. You, you can't. I mean, they're my agents. And they're, they were right. like, yeah, it's impossible. You can't, you know, you, you have to get a job before they'll give you a job. It's, it's crazy. I, you know, and, um, but, but I would just always kind of ask. And, um, and then finally, David called me up and he was like, Kari, I've never done this before, but I, I'm, I'm on, I'm on this show. I'm like, I'm like the main writer on this show. And, uh, and I think this part is perfect for you. And so I'm going to try and get you an audition. And, uh, and I was like, okay. So I, I sent him my, my resume and headshot as if that mattered at all, you know, in voiceover <laughs> your headshot. Cause I had never done it before. I don't know. Right. But they called me. But they called me and uh, and and let me audition, and I was just. First of all, I I, I remembered the character from my from my own comic books, you know that this uh, this cyborg character because I remember you know you you look you look in comic books and you look for any kind of of similarity at least I did you know to and be be like ooh that's me I'm gonna be that guy you know and for me right. it was always Spider Man because he was skinny, and sk he was skinny and a nerd. And, and, and he came alive when he put on a mask. And I was like, dude, that's me. That's me. And so Spider-Man's always been my favorite. But of the Teen Titans on that cover, the black dude, that's me. So, you know, so I would play Cyborg in a playground. Right. And I went to, uh, to audition for this in, in this cool outdoor mall. Sherman Oaks Galleria in, in, uh, in Los Angeles is like this open air mall that you walk through. But... There, there's a part of it that that used to be the um the main headquarters of of Warner Brothers Animation Studios, and it was like glass, and the lobby 
went up like seven floors. You know, it was it looked like one of those fancy, you know, high rise, you know, San Francisco, Silicon Valley sort of situations. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, and it was just kind of like you open the door and, and you're like, whoa, you know, it's like 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 the Willy Wonka of of, uh, you know, of animation. And you and uh, and I go in there to audition and I look in the lobby and every black dude from 90s television is sitting there. You know, it's like all the guys from Living Color. Urkel's over here, you know. I mean, you know what I mean. It's like cockroaches <laughs> sitting over there from the Cosby Show. It was like they're all sitting there, and I was like, "Well, I'm in the right place, and uh, I probably <laughs> won't get this, but this is really exciting." And I went in there and just had a ball. Just, you know, I, I mean, my my face hurt from smiling after after that audition. I just thought it was so much fun, and um, the casting director, the legendary casting director, Andrea Romano, uh, asked me what I'd done before. And I'd done a video game in Dallas, Texas once. And I, I remember she said, never heard of it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> probably hadn't. And, uh, but I was, I was just so excited and, uh, and walked out of there, um, feeling great. And then a couple of weeks later, David called me up and he was like, Kari, I think you might get it. It's like down to you and like a couple of people. I think you could get it, man. He was like, he was like, I was, I would be in the halls and, um, and they'd be talking about like different people or whatever. And they were like, yeah, we really like this Kari Payton guy. And he, and, and he, and David would be like, that's my friend. <laughs> that's my friend. <laughs> he was so excited. Bro. And they, they were like, really? Yeah. And so, uh, and so uh. the, um, the, the story goes that Sam, Register, who is a vice president of animation at, at Warner Brothers, asked for the three best options and to leave them unlabeled, just A, B, and C. And I, uh, and he's the reason that I, that I got the job of Cyborg, David Slack and, and, and Sam Register. He, uh, I, he picked me. I don't know who the other two were, but life changing, life changing. But B and, he, he, uh, B and C. They were B and C, and yeah. that's all that matters. They were B and C. Yeah. I didn't realize. But if not for that, I'd still be wondering how to get into voiceover. <laughs> if not for that. <laughs> no, I didn't realize that was your first audition. Yeah, first audition. I mean, you got you don't understand. He does, he's he just came from a session. He's works 19 hours a day just recording things. I, I don't, I still can't figure it out. I get one job and I'm over the moon in voiceover. This guy <laughs> is doing it all the time. I didn't realize that was your first job. So you have been, I'm I, I'm trying to do the math, but you probably know. I, because by the way, it's, it's Teen Titans. It's, it's Teen Titans Go. It's Lego mm. DC Comics. It's Batman yeah. beleaguered. It's Justin Lee, Justice League action. He is voiced cyborg in all of these shows. How many years now have you been? I mean, it's fair to say the voice of cyborg. Is this 20 years? It'll be 20. It'll be officially 20 years. I think in August, in August, because I, well, we, we started recording teen Titans, the first show in, in March or something. And then it came out. At uh at Comic Con at San Diego Comic Con, I'd never been to Comic Con before, and um and we went down there and they and they they played it there. It was it was I either it's it's either nineteen or twenty years. I, I have to check to be sure, 
but yeah, wow. yeah, it's been it's been pretty much two decades. I know it's crazy. What's crazy to me is that there are kids who who think about Teen Titans the way that we thought about Scooby Doo, you know that right. that like like it was always around, you know that it, that we've been around that long that uh that that kids grew up and now their kids watch Teen Titans go who are, that that's that's the thing that kind of blows my mind that we've been around that long unbelievable yeah such a such a great story i i i did not realize that was the first one i knew first david one. slack had helped you out but that is that's unbelievable and i love also that that he did that he said label abc mm-hmm. and let me just pick the voice because yep. ultimately what what their name is doesn't matter they're either going to deliver it or they're not and and gave you a shot i love yeah. that yeah we have to discuss your your latest triumph the walking dead king ezekiel w- would you say this is your this is this is your crowning on screen moment thus far getting oh, on absolutely without the question. walking dead yeah. one of the biggest tv franchises ever yeah were you a fan of the show before joining yeah, yeah, I was a fan of the show. I was um I was a frustrated fan of the show because the the main character Rick in order to 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 have a a show that that um that stays compelling for so many years you kind of have to have a leader who makes poor decisions. Rick makes poor decisions all the time. He <laughs> he he saves people that should never have been saved. He, you know, you know, it's like he walks into a place that seems idyllic and fine. And next thing you know, you know, it's overrun with zombies and the walls are falling down. It's just like, you know, you know, I would I would always scream at the TV and just be like, don't listen to him. Just because he's got that sheriff's uniform on. Don't listen to him. I kid, but I don't. Andy Lincoln, who plays him, is is one of the finest actors I have ever worked with and one of the most incredible people I've ever worked with. And, uh, and, and so I, and so I, I have this love in my heart for Andy as, as Rick, but, uh, but, but Rick himself would frustrate the hell out of me as, uh, you know, before I became a, a fan of the, sh- I mean, before I became, uh, uh, Ezekiel on the show, but, uh, yeah, yeah. But I couldn't stop watching. I always, uh, I would get up and walk out and then I would come back and turn it on again. It's uh, it's such an amazing show. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was a big fan. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and a brand new Samsung A14 on them. Straight Talk Unlimited plans start at $25 a line per month for four lines. You're going to save so much, you're going to be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Who wouldn't like a few extra bucks in their pocket? I certainly would. Money for a golf round, perhaps? Tickets to a concert or a game? Straight Talk is a great everyday value on wireless. Plus, it all runs on the most reliable 5G network in America. So treat yourself to Straight Talk today. Find Straight Talk 
at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through April 14th, 2024 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Straight Talk utilizes the network with the most first place rankings and root metrics. 1H 2023 5G reliability assessments of 125 metros. Results may vary. Not in endorsement witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 join us march 20th live from the edge at hudson yards in new york city featuring an unforgettable performance by grammy and academy award-winning singer songwriter and composer john batiste The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Not only did Zen create the first ever nicotine pouch, we're still America's number one choice for smoke-free, spit-free nicotine satisfaction. It could be because Zen is made with only six simple ingredients, including naturally derived nicotine salt. Or maybe it's because Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day trial. For anyone worried Zen won't cut it like traditional tobacco, just ask one of the millions of people who have achieved lasting change. You have lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zinn. Find your Zinn online or in a store near you at Zinn.com slash find. That's ZYN.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Tell me about your audition process. How how did that how did that come about? Well, let me tell you, Brian. Yeah. I want to tell you even before the audition process. Okay. I came to LA and in my head 
I was like, you come to LA, this is how it works. You get into pilot season. You go and you audition for pilots. You get a pilot. And then, you know, you, you work that, that pilot. It, it gets on the air. It becomes a big hit. And, and, and that's how my, in my head, that's how my career is, is going to go. I'm going to land a pilot one way or another, drama, comedy, doesn't matter. That's, that's how you do it. And for years, for years coming to, to LA, I got here when I was like 29. So for, for almost 15 years, I, I, um, in those 15 years, I did nine pilots. You did a pilot almost every year. Yes. Almost every year. And, and I was lucky to get those, but I was, <laughs> but it was also became really frustrating because I was, I was like, uh, you know, I, I got the, there was one show that, uh, that I got on that, that was, uh, canceled after one episode on ABC called Emily's reasons why not. There was a, another show that actually was on for a season or two, but I got fired after the pilot. <laughs> <laughs> and um and uh and so so uh and, and seven others that that um that didn't uh that never even made the light, light of day and uh i i remember sitting and thinking to myself maybe a pilot isn't what i need you know <laughs> and uh and i would always have these i would always say these things to myself i was like i was like you know at the beginning of the year or at some point throughout the year i always say i need a job that feeds my belly and a job that feeds my soul. And sometimes those jobs are very different. And so every once in a while, you get a job that that does both at the same time. It, it feeds your belly and it feeds your soul. And that those are the really lucky ones. But um, I would I would kind of tell myself, you know, that this is the plan moving forward. And and uh, and as long as you've got a uh, a job that feeds your belly and a job that feeds your soul, you're gonna be fine. And I had always told myself, all right, this is, you know, we're going to go get another pilot. We're going to go get another pilot. And uh, I started telling myself, I don't think I need a pilot. I think that's, I, I don't, I think that's just been banging my head up against the wall. And I, I told um, my manager, who happens to be your manager as well. Thanks uh, to uh, you. Ted Gekas and, right. and Danielle Rivera. But you know, you know what I love about, about um, the fact that I introduced you guys is that there is nothing better than 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 people thinking that you're doing them a favor when actually you're just you you just see something that that is going to be magic you know and uh yeah. and uh and i uh and i've always seen magic with with you brian and as and as soon as i met ted and danielle i was like i was like you know what when you said you you were you were looking for somebody to represent you i was like i i i know i know i know this is gonna work it's uh, it's 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 my happiness and my pleasure. But uh, yes, I told uh, our manager, uh, Ted Gekis, Daniel Rivera. I said, I don't think we need a pilot. We need an introduction. We need, you know, because I've been doing this, d- doing the this for for over a decade now, and I've been very successful in in voiceover and stuff. But but nobody knows knows my face. They, they still don't know my face. And I, I just need, I just need an introduction. I need someone to say, and here's Kari. This is, this is who you've been looking for. And I never forget it. I was uh, watching all of these zombies 
you know, walking this parade at San Diego Comic-Con. And I thought to myself, and I was actually thinking more about like Star Trek and that kind of thing. And I was like, I need one of these Comic-Con shows. One of these, like, one of these kind of sci-fi sort of things, because man, those fans are, I mean, once you got them, they love you, you know? And, uh, and I, I just thought I was like, I need an introduction. I don't need a pilot. I just need to get on one of these Comic-Con shows. And the next pilot season, I remember going through and, and auditioning for a few things and not really liking anything except for this one show called The Good Place. I read that pilot. I thought it was brilliant. I, w- I was like, this is it. This is the one. And, and so I, I went in there. I met, uh, met Michael Schur. Mm-hmm. I, I, I did the audition and I made the cameraman laugh. And I was like, it doesn't get any better than that. You, you, you made the cameraman break. If somebody actually breaks in the, uh, in the audition, that's just sitting back there, you know, you had a good audition. Right. And so I walked out of there feeling so good and I never heard from him. <laughs> I never heard from him. And I was, I was so bummed. I was so bummed because I really thought that I had, I had knocked it out of the park. And, uh, and I was, I was just kind of hanging my head about it and thinking, damn, I really wanted that show. Uh, and then a month, maybe a month and a half later came the audition for King Ezekiel. And had I gotten the good place, I obviously, you know, would not have auditioned, you know, and would not have gotten King Ezekiel. And so, you know, everything happens for a reason. Everything and, uh, happens for but, a reason. Uh, but that was one, that was like the first time in like three years that I didn't book a pilot. And, uh, and I, I'd kind of, you know, when you're in the middle of trying to get a pilot, you kind of forget about the, that, that whole, you know, conversation <laughs> you have with your manager about, I don't think I need a pilot, <laughs> you know, the pilots come along and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh man, this is so weird. I remember I auditioned and was, uh, what do you call it? Testing for another pilot that I really didn't want. Okay. And I just didn't, I, you know, cause I was thinking in my head, I was just like, I, I always extrapolate this out over the years. And I was like, is this what you want to do over the course of many, many, many years? And I didn't know if it was for me, you know, but at the same time, you know, I'm, I'm not Kari Payton that anybody knows except, you know, you know, really, really, you know, uh, intense cartoon fans, you know, <laughs> and, uh, right. and I was like, Kari, if they want you to test, you should go test for this job, you know? <laughs> and I remember feeling so weird testing and not really having my heart in it and then and then the good place coming along and i went full bore and just just nothing but then <laughs> you know you get what you want and i got my introduction i got i got a i got a, an introduction with a tiger sitting next to me i mean yeah. honestly you couldn't ask for a better pro- introduction no did you work with the tiger never did you there was no, no tiger that tiger was from the life of pi you remember um the, the oh, movie right? Life of Pi. Yeah. Yeah. What happened is, well, you know that the the studio that that built that CGI tiger like went broke because they put everything into that, but they also kind of lowballed the price so that they could get the job in the first place. And and so they built this beautiful tiger in the in the computer, obviously. And then uh and then it went broke and they and they had to sell that information for that tiger and they sold it to amc 
And uh, so AMC took that life of Pi Tiger and turned it into Shiva. Wow. Did not know that. There's yep. some there's some behind the scenes knowledge. Crazy. How how long would it take you to get ready there? Your hair, your wardrobe. Uh by the time we got, you know, good at it, it was it was maybe 40 minutes, 45 minutes to Oh really? Yeah, yeah. When we got good at it. Now now it took me an hour now, and a half to work in an office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, nah, man. We we had we had it down. Uh, Vincent Gideon uh, was my uh, hair stylist and and wig stylist, and he would glue it onto my head every day. Uh, Vincent Gideon, he's he's like a legend in in uh, in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, you know, he works on you know all all the big stuff. Marvel stuff, but for the last ten years, it, it's been uh, The Walking Dead, and and uh, and he would he would get that thing on, and and then uh, St- Scott Edo, who is the head of the uh, makeup department, who would uh, finish up cleaning me up, and and then if we had more things to do, it would take more time. If I if I had cuts on my face or right. more uh, special effects stuff, which would be uh, Greg Nicotero and his team, then uh, then it would take a little longer, but. By the time we got going, we were a finely tuned machine. It was 45 minutes. Yeah. How was it for you showing up on, again, such a successful show, most watched show in, well, I don't even know if they call it basic cable anymore, but right. with the cast, the crew, it's a well-oiled machine and you come in. How, how was it for you those those first days or weeks? It was uh, It was interesting because the way The Walking Dead works when they introduce a new character, it's almost like they give you the episode. Right. It didn't feel like somebody else's show. It felt like my show. And I didn't have, I didn't have time to worry. I had too much work to do, you know? Right. <laughs> and, uh, Makes sense. Yeah. And I just, you know, I had these big speeches. I had, you know, a lot, a lot to do and say. And so that first episode they they kind of whisked me into into Atlanta. I remember I told um I told someone that I was shooting something in Atlanta and they said, "Is it The Walking Dead?" And uh it was a big secret. Nobody was supposed to know that it was me cuz uh you know there was all of the speculation of all of these amazing actors who uh who were supposed to get this job and I was like, "No, man, it's just little old me." And at, <laughs> at that point, every announcement on The Walking Dead was like a big secret that they wanted to wait till Comic-Con to, to, to bust out. And so I remember telling them, no, it's not the uh, Walking Dead. And after that, I didn't tell anybody else that I got that job. Because as soon as I mentioned Atlanta, first thing that thing people think of is, is Walking Dead. And so I started telling people that, yeah, I'm in Vancouver. I told, them I, I told everybody I was in Vancouver, shooting in Vancouver. My parents, really? I didn't tell except, yeah, I didn't tell my mom. Because my mom, I love her to death. She's gotten better, but at the time, she could not keep a secret to save her life. So yeah, no, no telling my, my, my mom, but yeah, but my dad's a vault. So I told my dad and I, and my dad would always talk about the fact that, you know, he was the last one to know. So I felt good about telling him that, you know, and he was the first one to know. And I always had a little wink and a smile with him for a few months. There was even a time we were on family vacation after I got the job. And my mom is sitting there in the kitchen making something and she, she's not, she doesn't look at me and she just says, Kari, I feel like there's something that you're not telling me. 
I don't know what it is, but I feel like there's something that you're not telling me. And my dad was standing next to her and he just looked at me and I looked at her, him and, and I said, yeah, yeah, mom, there's something I'm not telling you, but you know, you, you can't keep a secret. And she was like, yeah, I know. Well, tell me when you can. And I, and both, both me and my dad just went, yeah. It was like, man, that mama's intuition is real. But, uh, but yeah. So for months, for months, I couldn't tell anyone that I, I was uh, doing this um, because I shot the first episode in May and then I didn't shoot another episode for many months. So, so I come back to L.A., you know, and I go on vacation for the summer. I do a little this or that, but not until July, at the end of July, when they do their big trailer and they reveal, you know, me and the tiger. Nobody has any idea. So, so it was very clandestine. I, they, they would, I had this big wig on, so they would, they would throw a tarp over me or a blanket or something like that. Even when I was getting in and out of the van, going to locations, you know, it was, uh, it, it was, it was a very weird feeling and situation, but yeah, we, we kept the secret. You kept the secret. It was, it was, yeah, it was, but, but yeah, yeah. To answer your question, it, it, I didn't feel nervous. I didn't have, I didn't feel like I had time to feel nervous. And also I felt like I understood Ezekiel so well, you know, the, this kind of theatrical presence, this guy who was faking it until he made it. And I had done all of that voiceover for like 10, you know, 12 years. And before that, in my twenties, I did all of that Shakespeare, all of that theater. And it was like those two things came together because cuz in the script it never said that he changed his voice it's ne it never said that that he he said that he 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 uh, his body language changed but to me the first thing i thought was that his voice changed that he that he spoke with a certain you know in platitudes but underneath yeah. you know afterwards it was just you know and uh and the voice change was the difference the voice change is what 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 you know perked people up and I, I think, I think that's why I got the job, you know? Yeah. All of those years, all of that, those jobs leading you, training you in a way for this, yeah. your biggest yeah. job. Obviously the walking dead means, as you said before, so much to so many people, there's the history, yeah. the books, the, the story, you as King Ezekiel obviously have become a, a fan favorite. What are your some of your favorite storylines? Oh my gosh, <laughs> there's so many, man. I, I mean, I, I obviously love uh, Ezekiel's arc and where he's gone, but I really love Eugene. Eugene was, uh, you know, he he is just a, a quirky liar who who uh, over the course of many years has become this really incredibly intricate, you know, human being on so many levels. And, and Josh McDermott, who uh, I was lucky enough to get to work with a lot the last couple of years, has just been amazing. And uh, I think his work has, has been amazing. There's so many. Oh, my God. I mean, uh, to work yeah. with Lenny James, who plays uh, Morgan on the show, and he now is, uh, is on Fear the Walking Dead. But, but uh, you know, that to, to, be, to be that close to these incredible talents, you know, Melissa McBride, who's literally so, so sensitive to her environment 
it it it's uncanny. I remember there was a moment that I that they wanted me to to be sitting on my throne at this moment where I was feeling depressed. And uh, and I was like, there's no way I can sit on that throne after everything that he's gone through. But the script called for it. And I was and they were like, well, can you get up on stage? And I was like, I was like, I can't see him walking up there. I can't see him crawling up there. And uh, Melissa just uh, she was like, Kari, the rug. And and there was the hair from uh, from from Shiva, the, the tiger. This is after the tiger had been killed. Mm-hmm. And there was, uh, and we, we, we had this animatronic tiger that we almost never used, but we would put it there, you know, as a placeholder a lot of times. And, uh, but, but, uh, but the hair on the rug where she sat was still there. And man, I got so emotional all of a sudden. And it was just like, she, it was the rug and it made sense. And it, and I crawled over to it and I never got in the, in the, in the chair on the throne. I just sat down next to it and sat and just, and just played with the the hair on that rug and you know it's like hell any of us ever you know lost a you know a beloved pet you know it's just like it's like there it is you know but yeah yeah, just so many incredible talents and by the i mean melissa's like like uh like one of the best acting teachers i've ever had you know and i and and i got paid for the class it's so cool just i don't know just That's thinking awesome. about, you know, these these moments of clarity. Yeah. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and a brand new Samsung A14 on them. Straight Talk Unlimited plans start at $25 a line per month for four lines. You're going to save so much, you're going to be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Who wouldn't like a few extra bucks in their pocket? I certainly would. Money for a golf round, perhaps? Tickets to a concert or a game? Straight Talk is a great everyday value on wireless. Plus, it all runs on the most reliable 5G network in America. So treat yourself to Straight Talk today. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through April 14th, 2024, while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Straight Talk utilizes the network with the most first place rankings and root metrics. 1H 2023 5G reliability assessments of 125 metros. Results may vary. Not an endorsement witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 join us march 20th live from the edge at hudson yards in new york city featuring an unforgettable performance by grammy and academy award-winning singer songwriter and composer john batiste The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, 
Only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Not only did Zen create the first ever nicotine pouch, we're still America's number one choice for smoke-free, spit-free nicotine satisfaction. It could be because Zen is made with only six simple ingredients, including naturally derived nicotine salt. Or maybe it's because Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day trial. For anyone worried Zen won't cut it like traditional tobacco, just ask one of the millions of people who have achieved lasting change. You have lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zin. Find your Zin online or in a store near you at zin.com slash find. That's zyn.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. I don't think this is a secret. You've just recently finished filming uh, the series finale. Mm-hmm. I, 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 you've already talked about the secrets. Any any hints about what's coming next, or do we just need to wait? Fuck you, Brian. Thank you. You, you, you know better. You know better. You of all people know better. Yeah, uh, listen. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, you won't I, get you won't get a thing out of me, buddy. I, I know. I've 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 I sweated too much in that wig to, to 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 tell you a damn thing. You're gonna you're gonna see it in all of its glory and all of its humidity. Everybody will be watching everything. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, no. I have been so good about not saying anything. I'm so excited for everybody to see what's uh what's coming up and and uh it's it's going to be a beautiful you know it's not really an ending it's it's just uh any any good show you know you've got your imagination goes wild as to what comes next and and there's plenty coming next well there's 47 spinoffs they're talking about one for for everybody what about king ezekiel I mean, anything's possible. I, um, you know, in, in this business, I, I, I hold out hope that that's not the last time I put that wig on, 
But, uh, right. you know, also, you know, nothing is promised and and you, you know, you got to move on to the next job. We, we, we're we both been very lucky that that we could, you know, sit on on shows that that had a, you know, a long, a long life. But for the most part, you know, besides those, uh, you know, most jobs come and go in this biz and you just got to keep uh, reworking it. And so yeah. uh, so I, I'll I'll keep my fingers crossed. But at the same time, I look forward to to the next thing that comes out, whatever. May, may be. Yeah, you're you're so good at, at evading the, the question. I have one more for you. Any thoughts <laughs> on a, a re a reboot for the office? Oh, yeah. Is that going well, to happen? Said this. It absolutely is going to happen. Kevin will be put in charge. And I have <laughs> said this for years. And it is not just because I've known you you know, since the beginning of time, I have always thought when, when, as soon as Michael left, I thought to myself, I was like, the the whole, the, the, the thing that made that work is that, is that you put someone in charge who has no business being in charge and Pam and Jim have to, you know, with duct tape and, uh, you know, and glue, try to, try to hold this thing together. And I was like, <laughs> what if, what if they just took an aptitude test or did an interview and somehow they did it sort of with Robert California, where for a moment, Robert California thought that Kevin might be the smartest person in the room. And I was like, Oh God, please go with that. Go with that. Make him the one in charge. I wanted it so bad because not, not only that I thought it would be hilarious, but, but I, but I think that that people don't still don't realize the incredible talent that is inside of one Brian Baumgartner. Oh, I no. have personally, I have Listen. personally seen you play so <laughs> many different and varied characters, and and for you to play Kevin so well that I feel like I feel like if you stepped into one of those other characters from you know that you know, starts with Kevin, people would lose their minds. I have always said this. I still, I have, I, 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 I'm telling you, it's going Thank to happen you. at some point. You but, said this, you know, this really just sounds well. like gushing, but you can tell that I mean what I say. <laughs> I'm, I don't just bullshit. Well, they're, they're pregnant pauses when I, when I don't believe something, but this, <laughs> this I believe. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much for that. That was not expected nor written, but I will send you. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I will. No, wasn't. I will send you a check. Um, I'll cash it. I, I do want to mention to you. Well, first off, congratulate congratulations on the end of the Walking Dead. I'm very happy for you and to see what comes for you next. I also do want to mention that this is June, which is Pride Month, and you have been uh, a big ally of the LBGTQ community and. And you have a son, Carter, who is yes. who is now in that community. You want to tell me a little bit about about his journey and and your specific connection now to this community? Yeah, yeah. No, well, I mean, it's funny being growing up in Georgia, especially, and uh, you know, in the South, kind of a religious upbringing. You know, my feelings about you know the gay community or being gay you know, LGBTQ plus it was kind of like something that you would see, you know, uh, kind of a cardboard character in a show that was, you know, meant to be a joke. And, um, and beyond that, beyond the, anything beyond that would make you incredibly uncomfortable, you know, cause it was outside of your, your normal sphere. And, uh, 
and all of that changed when I when I became a, a theater major at at, right. at uh, SMU. What well, even even at the Northside School of the Arts, you know, because it's just more open. It's just more inclusive, and and uh, you know, it's it's like you know, the arts is, is a is a place where where creativity and, and diversity is is um is celebrated, and where where people who who uh, feel different can feel nurtured and loved. And, and so, you know, I've, I've been on that journey of, of, uh, of being an ally to the, uh, gay and lesbian plus community, but, uh, it definitely, uh, you know, took it to another level when, when my, when my son, when he was eight or nine years old, comes back from school and, and says that he thinks that he's transgender. And it's funny because when he, when he said that, it all made sense. It all made sense. He was, he was always a tomboy growing up. He was, uh, he was, his name, we, he was born female and, um, and we named him Ruby, but, but always a tomboy, always wanting to do boy things. Always his best friends were boys. You know, he was the only, you know, quote unquote girl on the, on the, you know, YMCA basketball team, you know, not, not the, girls can't, but he wanted to do karate and he became a, a black belt when he was like seven or eight years old. He, he was just, um, you know, uh, when he was three or four, he was like, no more dresses, no more dresses mm. that he, he was like, uh, no more pink. You know, his, his mom would just cover him in pink frilly stuff, you know, cause that's what she, you know, right. wanted for her, her daughter. And and then um, I remember the last time I got him to wear a dress was at a wedding. And I told him it was because it had koi fish all on it and it was and it had cut off sleeves. And I told him it was a samurai. It was a traditional samurai like um, like uniform. And I remember halfway through the wedding, he walked over to me and he was like, Daddy, this is not a samurai uniform. It's, <laughs> somebody must have told him. And I was like, oh, well. Probably the last time that's going to happen, and so I. And, uh, but but there were all of these clues that 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 made it kind of obvious, and and even like at the school dances where they were put on these productions, and I remember one time the choreographer told uh, she was like all of the boys, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, cross your arms, and all of the 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 girls put your hands on your hips, and that's how we end it, and uh, and Carter just you know walks up and he's like why. Why do I have to do that and not do that? You know, he was always like self-assured that way. When it came to this, this thing, it was like, it was like, uh, it was like, I'm going to do this my way. But when he realized what transgender was, he was just telling a story that I never knew that, that he would go to sleep wishing that he was a boy and he would, and he said, uh, he said, but that could never happen because only magic can do that. Cause I didn't know what transgender was. I didn't even understand what transgender was or the community was, but when he, but when he realized that, that that's, that that's who he was, the person that I'd seen be the most at home with themselves and the most like, no, I'm doing this my way became even more like, like, like calm like like the like if his shoulders were up it was like they dropped just a little bit more there was just the tension if there if there was any tension at all you know went away even more so and uh, and I I I saw him just just blossom in this weird way because it's not like he got loud 
He's not a loud kid. He's not like me. He's an introvert. But mm-hmm. it was it was like a quiet confidence and 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 wholeness about him. And uh and and I knew that that uh that it was scary for me, even though I'd always kind of known it when he said it. I could tell that it was a thing that that was uh that was always there. It still scared the shit out of me, you know, because I because you want your kid to be treated, you know, with dignity and respect and and live happily. And uh and you see so many obstacles in the way of of his happiness, you know? And uh or at least that's what I thought. I was right. very wrong. I was very wrong. The truth is is that I have never seen a kid more happy. I've never seen a kid more at home. And for me the the hardest thing is when he decided that he was going to change his name and not go by Ruby anymore. Because I had thought long and hard about Ruby. Because it was like a cute little girl's name, but it was also a badass woman business person. Like, like I had this idea of her being like this high-powered executive who walks into the offices and everybody's like, oh shit, you know, Ruby's here. Everybody get it together. Ruby's coming. You know, I I I I had to I had to take that rough draft of his life and change it. And um and then he decided on Carter. You know, my name is Kari with a K. My brothers Curlin and Curtis, both with a K. My nephew, Kean, is Kean with a K. And so he decides Carter with a K. Because he's one of the boys. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, you always think that you're supposed to, or, or before you have kids, you think that it's your job to teach them, you know, you know, you maybe get nervous about not being able to teach them. And, uh, I have found that, that I am the student more often than not. And if I can just reflect it back to them, you know, in a way that's, that they can hear and understand, then, uh, then I'm doing, then I'm doing all right. And, uh, I can't, I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm, I'm just so grateful, you know, to, to be in a position to be able to hear and to understand, you know, yeah, and love through it all. Yeah. 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 But he's a, he's a great kid. And, um, yeah. And I've learned a lot yeah, and, you know, so, you know, that's, uh, that's, that's where we are yeah. now. It's a pretty good Well, spot. listen, I, I got, I got to tell you, like, when I think of Kari Payton, there is an openness and a joy and a zest for life. Everyone always loves being around you because of the energy that you have in virtually every situation. And it's not surprising to me that in this, you have remained open and positive and giving. And the fact that you consider it a gift that you have been given by your son, um, having you experience this as a family is, is, is so cool. And I'm, I'm so happy for Carter and I'm happy for you and your family. And I, I wish you just all the blessings, all of the blessings 
dude, because you deserve it. You have worked so hard (laughs) 20 years as Cyborg, now bringing you to Ezekiel and to a place of, of great success. I'm so happy for you. And I really appreciate you coming and, and talking to me today so openly as well. Absolutely, man. You know, I think the, the, the hardest part of the job and the easiest part of the job is just keeping your head up, you know, keeping your head up and, uh, and, uh, and, and pushing forward. You know, they, you get, you get so many, you get so many, uh, rejections in this business that, um, I, I find that, that the ones who can just stay in it and smile through it, you know, are, are winning, you know, that's, that's you, that's you always. And, uh, and God bless you for it. Thank you so much, Kari. Thank you, Brian. This was awesome. Kari, Kari, Kari. Thank you so much. It was so great catching up with you. I will never forget our days at SMU and the man that you have now become. I respect the hell out of you, my friend. So God bless you and continued success moving forward as you leave the zombies of The Walking Dead. And for all you listening, make sure to tune in Thursday to go off, off the beat for our sports edition. And of course, we're going to be back here next Tuesday once again. You're the best, listeners. But if you think we're the best, then feel free to subscribe, leave a review. You know what you're doing. We appreciate that so much. It helps us so much to hear from you. So check in on Instagram or on Apple Reviews, and we will see you next week. Off the Beat is hosted and executive produced by me, Brian Baumgartner, alongside our executive producer, Ling Lee. Our producers are Diego Tapia, Liz Hayes, Hannah Harris, and Emily Carr. Our talent producer is Ryan Papa Zachary, and our intern is Sammy Katz. Our theme song, Bubble and Squeak, performed by my great friend, Creed Bratton, and the episode was mixed by Seth Olansky. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-fund to give yourself a straight talk wireless extended silver unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with straight talks unlimited plans starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You're going to save so much. You'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk 
at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through April 14th, 2024 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do. Enabling members to experience the joys of having your financial Finances in order. And that makes us fast for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit facet.com, F A C E T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by Facet. Facet Wealth is an SEC registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current Facet members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy, Hulu is here for you. What are you waiting for? Let's go. Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously. Every. I'm your person. Every. Now we dance it out. Every. McDreamy. Every. McSteamy. Every. Grace Ever. Now streaming on Hulu. And the new season streaming March 15th.